don't know the power of the dark side. I'm not a baby, I'm a man. I am an anchor man. Is this a kissing book? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Welcome along to another episode of Just Like in the Movies brought to you by gkmedia.ie and we are in association with the Galway Film Flab because we of course are covering one of the best film festivals in the world taking place in Galway this week and it's all kicking off tonight. Delighted to be joined by programmer Will Fitzgerald. Will, I'm sure you're under no pressure whatsoever. Thanks (laughs) for taking the time to uh, join us exciting i mean it's finally here and you got through all those zoom calls to actually be able to make this festival happen yeah uh we're kind of chuffed with ourselves i'm not going to lie you know it was a bit of a slog communication was hard it was probably the hardest thing about this whole process um you know and the fact that it's it's kind of weird that we're not all as a team um kind of coming together you know normally to a normal festival they're all mad but we'd kind of like boy each other through you know whereas we're still socially distancing <laughs> this time around so it's a bit weird but i'm glad we're doing it i'm glad for the filmmakers um i'm glad there's some kind of sense of continuity because we're doing this you know on the festival circuit um and also in on the kind of galway summer circuit as well you know so here we are and i just hope people enjoy it now for me it's a great relief and i didn't realize until we started to preview some of the movies and documentaries that are being shown this week and we got to see some sneak snippets from them of just a relief of actually getting to see some some raw filmmaking something that doesn't have a hundred or two hundred million dollars behind it this is what got us excited about making movies when we were young in film school you know this is exactly this is yeah getting together making something that they want to make fair enough there's no big budgets behind them but there's no big agendas it's just doing what we're good at and that is telling stories and it's great just to get back to that basics again where it's not all glitz and glamour it's just documentaries about big issues that are taking place both here and around the world at the moment and it's not the sort of stuff that you're going to get all the time in mainstream cinemas or on big subscription services yeah exactly i mean i think you know Netflix uh, and and Prime got all of us through a tough spot there, you know, during the pandemic. Um, But people are also, I think people need new, original and fresh content. They need content that's representative of them as well, which is like a huge important part of the flaws, that it's it's our own stories and it's us telling our own experience. It's us writing our our own past and our own future. Um, you know, all that's hugely important. And what you said about sort of raw filmmaking is so true as well. You know, I was, um, putting my thoughts together uh, earlier this week for um, uh, the Galway advertiser here in, in Galway about a, they, you know, asked me for a book recommendation. And immediately I thought of probably because I'm in full on festival mode and films are all I have on the brain. And I thought of, um, you know, Peter Biskin's great book, um, Easy Riders Raging Bulls. Um, mm-hmm. And what a great read that is and how it just takes you through that whole, you know, what we think of now as classic, classic cinema, that whole new Hollywood era in the sixties and seventies. And, People that we think of as, that we revere as gods now, you know, Coppola, uh, Scorsese, Ashby, um, you know, all these people, but they were, they were making films for tiny budgets. Um, and now we revered them and they were all, you know, under the age of 30, probably like around that at the time. Um, so that's what we're looking for at every festival that we have is, you know, that next crop of, uh, of filmmakers who are going to be tomorrow's superstars. So, um, you know, I hope people find a couple of them in, in this year's lineup. 
Well, let's start with the opening movie, which screens tonight at 7.30 p.m., The Eighth, which, of course, is about uh, The Eighth Amendment. And I have always felt down through the years that the opening movie very much sets a tone for the fla, for what to expect during mm. the week, or just a, a little kind of thoughts to have in the back of your head. Why did you choose The Eighth yourself as the opening movie for this year's fla? Well, you know, it works on a number of levels. Um, it is just kind of following on from everything that we were just saying about our own stories. Uh, you know, this one is so relevant. It's such an Irish story. You know, it, it happened just a short two years ago. It's still incredibly relevant. Um, you know, there's, it's it's still very much uh, a talking point uh, amongst people. And it's it sets kind of a, a direction, you know. It sets it sets a future direction for the country. Um, just like you know, we're always looking to kind of set a future tone in the industry um, here at the FLA. But more than that, in terms of what you were saying about setting tone, it's also it's quite upbeat. You know, it's a documentary that rejoices um, in the leaders that made the together for yes moment happen. Um, it rejoices in that as a country we kind of I guess shrugged off so much of what was shackling us for such a long time, or at least was shackling fifty percent of the population. And it's it's a well made, well put together documentary by uh, three women directors um, who did an amazing job with the material. So um, yeah, it just it, it seemed it seemed like a good fit for for the opening night to set that tone, as you say. And I'd presume as well that it's the sort of movie that would in normal circumstances, have everyone in the rowing club debating and discussing throughout the night over their pints of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> That'll have to be done online this year. <laughs> yeah, and we're really, you know, curious to see um, how, to what extent we can make that happen. I hope everyone gets behind it. And, you know, like we have planned, if you just people just use the hashtag FilmFla um, mm. online to talk about the film. You know, we'll all be part of the same conversation. I'll be talking to the filmmakers as part of a live stream Q&A after. Um, I'll be using the hashtag to pluck audience questions from our social media feeds. So, yeah, we're, we're going to try to to maintain that sense of communal viewing, even though, as you say, we can't we can't all be down the, the rowing club looking onto the, the, the carb. That would be the preference, but um, <laughs> we just have to wait a year. Yeah, well, I think the Q&A will really add to the experience for people. And then the other movie that you have on tonight screens at 10 p.m., and that is Poster Boys from director Dave Minogue. Yeah, um, and God, just, you know, again, everything we had just been saying previously about um, independent filmmaking, like here's a film that, you know, it's the kind of thing that as a programmer you love to see coming across your desk, you know, completely independently produced feature from a a first-time director uh, telling a personal story, um, you know, a script that was well developed, you know, just kind of made with love and gumption and is and is funny and upbeat as well. And all, you know, it works as a great Irish film as well as just an independent film. Uh, you know, it's got great um Irish humor. Um, it's very positive representation of sort of, you know, male role models in Irish families, which you don't always see in the Irish cinema canon, um, and good positive depictions of mental health as well, as well as just being, like I said, kind of, you know, a good good really laugh belly laugh of a film so i'm excited for people to see that one as well so then tomorrow will wednesday again a number of screenings and i suppose the exciting thing is the shorts start screening tomorrow afternoon uh with documentaries and then fiction later on tomorrow evening but it's it's an exciting year as well for the fla we're talking about this was in our last series of just like in the movies but uh if someone fancies being at the oscars you should have definitely gotten your short film in this year's film flow. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
we're, we're thrilled that, you know, one of the first things that we checked on when we decided to go online or even kind of before we made the decision was, um, were the Oscars going to allow films uh, that premiered online to qualify? Um, because, of course, we've had two Oscar qualifying categories for the, the past many years now. And not only did they um, change the rules to tell us that, yes, our films would still qualify, but they actually gave us a third uh, Oscar qualifying category, which we're thrilled about. So now the winners of our uh, best live action short, our best animated short and our best documentary short all qualify for Oscar consideration uh, without the standard theatrical run. So, you know, this year's shorts program, one to look out for, for, for new talent there. Hopefully we'll be sending three Irish filmmakers to the Oscars. Um, it remains to be seen, but yeah, uh, Wednesday, you know, kicking off with the first program of, um, we've got two shorts programs that day. One of the, one of our international shorts programs, that's a mix of fiction, documentary and animation. And then the Irish program on Wednesday is all uh, new Irish drama. Um, so again, that's kind of where to keep your eye out for that new talent that we're going to be looking for. A load of documentaries as well screening tomorrow. Yeah, uh, great new world premiere from director Gillian Marsh um, on the Irish artist Sean Hillen. Um, who people might know he's well known for his collage work. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, for a man who makes collages, this documentary is all about taking him on a journey to, to declutter, um, both kind of literally and figuratively, like he's declutter, decluttering his life after he gets a, a diagnosis of Asperger's, um, decluttering his life and decluttering his studio where he works. Um, and it's just a really, really nice artist portrait um, of a really interesting figure um, with lots of great personal and Irish history intertwined because, of course, he's well known for um, photographing the Troubles as well in the North. So it touches on a lot of things. And that documentary is tomorrow is Saturday. Interesting Japanese documentary as well. Yeah, uh, Boy Soldiers, The Secret War in Okinawa. Um, fantastic doc that I, I first saw actually in at the Yamagata International Documentary Film Festival in Japan. Um, I went over as part of a sort of collaboration between ourselves, Galway 2020, and uh, EU Japan Fest, a great organization that uh, provides cultural support for uh, European capitals and culture. So we had initially planned a, a sort of huge focus on Japan as part of this year's festival when it was still a physical event, but we're still glad to be showing some great films like this one that focuses on a particular era of Japanese history and the boy soldiers that were sort of conscripted by the Japanese government at the time. But I suppose like a lot of these great documentaries, um, it draws parallels between sort of the corruption of the past and the continued sort of um, cone of silence that surrounds modern day government. So it's a really great insight into Japanese society, that one, and well, to well told by the, the co-directors as well. Um, I'll keep going on in documentaries, actually, while we're talking about it, because there's a fantastic one for music fans. After that, a uh, Japanese one called My Darling Vivian. This is uh, one for fans of Johnny Cash. Uh, it focuses on uh, Johnny Cash's first wife, Vivian Liberto, and it's uh, really it's told to the eyes of uh, their three daughters. Um, and it's just one that if, if you, like me, are a, a Johnny Cash fan, um, you've you got to watch this one. You don't want to miss it. Excellent. And Nocturnal, then, is, is one of the big movies tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, this is a great dramatic debut from uh, director Natalie Biancheri. Um, she's made a couple of docs already that people might know about, but this is her her first feature drama. It's got Lauren Coe, um, really rising star of an Irish actress, um, who people might have seen in Call the Midwife and one or two other things. But this is really a breakout role for her. And uh, she stars uh, opposite Cosmo Jarvis in it. Uh, people would know Cosmo from um, Calm with Horses, which uh, debuted to quite a lot of success earlier in the year before the pandemic struck. Um, and this is kind of, 
it's almost similarly in a way to Cam with Horses, he plays the kind of, you know, big brute of a man, but with the, you know, the sensitive soul inside. And uh, Lauren Coe is brilliant as the, the student athlete who really draws that out in him, you know. One to watch, uh, Natalie B and Cherry, I think. Excellent. Let's move on to Thursday then. And again, we must remind people there's still plenty happening off screen as well. All the usual activities and events uh, that take place during the film flat still take place, this time just online. But we'll just focus on screenings taking place. But the full list of what's going on is available at GalwayFilmFlat.com. We've animations in the afternoon, lunchtime. You see, that's a good time as well, <laughs> because uh, the hard part was always getting up really early for uh, <laughs> shorts being screened at 9 or 10 a.m. in the town hall. Yeah, I suppose, you know, one of the, the beauties of going online is that um, we're not vying for, you know, the same venue space um, at all hours of the day. So... Um, a little bit of a lie-in here, um, or a little bit of a chance to get some work done, I suppose, for those of us working from home before you get to sit down and watch films for the day. Um, Weathering With You is another one of those Japanese films that I mentioned. It had a little bit, it was kind of just starting to get released in cinemas when the pandemic struck. Um, so we're glad to kind of debut it online. Uh, it's the the latest film from uh, Makoto Shinkai, um, who people will know as well from his last great film called Your Name. Um, so there's a lot of demand for this one. It's a it's an eagerly anticipated follow up, and then the short animations are also playing that same morning. So again, great new Irish talent on display there as well. There's a movie screen, and then Thursday evening at seven o'clock with a well known face on the poster in the movie. Rose plays Julie. Yes, well, quite a few. Um, you know, Aidan Gillen, obviously well known mm. from oh so many things. Um, he's Littlefinger. He's, you know, uh, Mayor Karketty from The Wire. He's so many things, but plays quite a... Well, I won't actually elaborate on the kind of figure he plays in this film because I don't want to ruin anything. But um, this is the latest one from Christine Malloy and Joe Lawler, um, the writer-director uh, uh, pair. And um, for those who are familiar with their previous films, like Helen, this one kind of, you know, follows on similar themes of sort of uh, double identities and false personas, that kind of thing. Um, and so as such, it's a, it's a perfect vehicle for the lead actress, actually, Anne Skelly, who, if you've seen Kissing Candice, was her last major Irish release. Um, you know, that gives you an idea of how she's just perfect for this role. She's also one to keep an eye on because she'll be in a new HBO show next year, um, Joss Whedon's new program, The Nevers, where she plays um, one of the characters on that. So, again, here's a chance to kind of see her, um, um, you know, I suppose what these major Hollywood uh, directors are seeing in her. Um, and she's and she's really brilliant in the role. And that's followed on, by the way, from another another vehicle for a great Irish actor also working in Hollywood. Uh, Rialto is playing at nine o'clock mm. uh, after Rose plays Julie. That one has Tom Vaughn Lawler in the lead. So of course you'd know him from Love Hate, but you'd also know him from the Avengers movies. But it's a it's a completely different kind of role for him in this. Uh, it's a it's a movie about family, about fatherhood, about uh, loneliness and isolation. I suppose you could say that the, the man he plays in this film is going through a bit of a midlife crisis and the way it plays out subtly but really powerfully is um, is something else. Peter Mackie Burns is the director. This is their second time collaborating together, himself and Tom Von Lawler. Um, and it's based on the stage play uh, Trade by Mark O'Halloran. So just all kinds of great talents in this one. Yeah, a great lineup again on Thursday. And then Friday is, is pretty packed again. Really interesting documentary being screened called The Sheriff, which is focuses on an election between three candidates in Frederick, uh, Maryland. But th there's, there's loads going on. I mean, you have The Castle. You also have The Winter Lake, which, you know, was shot in Sligo. It's supported by the Rap Fund, who's based here 
in Galway. It's a first-time feature director again, Phil Sheeran. You know, lots of exciting content being screened Friday as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would highlight everything that you mentioned. Um, the sheriff is a brilliant sort of microcosm of Trump's America, you know, just played out in, in one election. Um, you have the, the new Irish documentary shorts on um, in the afternoon after that. Um, some terrific uh, European films also playing in the afternoon. If Irish documentaries aren't your thing, we have a, a, a fantastic Spanish film called Lady Time um, and a, a documentary all about the Nicaraguan uh, river basin there uh, called River Tales. That one's from Luxembourg. Um, the Castle, which you mentioned, is an Irish-Lithuanian co-production um, and a brilliant first feature from the Lithuanian director Lina Lozait. Um, and it's a nice little coming of age story, you know, a, a Lithuanian teenager coming of age of Dublin. It's the kind of, I suppose, you know, a first generation immigrant story uh, that I, I hope we'll probably see a lot more of in the coming years in, in new Irish cinema. And the Winter Lake, as you mentioned, shot in Sligo, the sort of bleak kind of eerie calmness and the beauty of the locale really is, is brought out in the film. Like you said, first feature from director Phil Sheeran, who people would know for his short film work and another great um, European film, uh, sympathy for the devil playing uh, that night um, all about Paul Marchand the French war correspondent who was based uh, in Serbia in the 90s it's a brilliant French language uh, drama for those looking for something a little more thrilling uh, late that night and then it still continues plenty more content throughout the weekend as a uh, Saturday kicks off now we have the in conversations taking place for those interested in directing or those interested in animation or acting uh, so as I said, go to thegoyfilmflat.com to get your tickets for those events. We got more shorts again taking place on Saturday. The Tribe of Gods as well is uh, is an interesting documentary about, is it a cancer patient living in Donegal trying to act yeah. treatment? Um, lots of people would be familiar with actually Patsy Don Rogers as the, the last king of Tory Island. Um, so the documentary, it's kind of, it's alternately a great personal story about him, the man himself, but also just about the, the Islanders in general living up there in Tory, um, and the, the continued kind of, you know, fight for Islanders rights, whether it's fishing rights, um, or the, you know, the, the rights to, um, uh, for certain kind of trawlers, which is kind of explored in, in this film. Um, it's one of our Irish language features as well. So, um, you know, one for to keep an eye on for those who love to see the language represented in their movies. And it's actually the second film to, to kind of um, explore um, Irish Islander life uh, from the director, Log Jordan, who's a French director who settled here some time ago. And he's really, I suppose, found a kinship with the Islanders. His last film was uh, set on Boffin. Um, and he does a really great job of um, portraying their stories, you know. Simultaneously with that, another great documentary, Searching for Mr. Rugoff, this one, uh, one for movie fans, all about Don Rugoff and how he kind of pioneered the emergence of art house cinema in the United States. He was kind of like the, you know, he was the man that was producing, he, he was like the A24 or the neon of his day. He was Harvey Weinstein before Harvey Weinstein, but without, you know, all the necessarily negative connotations of yeah. that. Um, in terms of bringing art house mainstream, he was, you know, he was this titan of a figure who then sort of disappeared off the map. And the director, Ira Deutschman, um, who's a well-known figure in the independent film scene himself and used to work for Rugoff, goes uh, on a journey to figure out, you know, why that is, why he disappeared into obscurity. Um, so anyone who's a fan of, uh, of film or, you know, likes to be up on the industry should, uh, should check that out. 
I always find that the movies that kind of screen on a Saturday evening or a Saturday night tend to do pretty well on Sunday night when there's awards being handed out. Uh, <laughs> it's not that I'd place money on it by any means. But uh, again, an interesting selection uh, taking place Saturday evening and into the night. Yeah, um, I mean, I wouldn't bet against you if you were putting your money on any of these films. Um, Here are the Young Men's a, a great world premiere that we have, the latest film from Owen Mackin. Um, it's an adaptation of the novel by Rob Doyle. Um, there was a great conversation with him at this year's Courage Festival. Um, so, you know, if anyone's checked out the book since then, you should definitely check out the adaptation. It's uh, packed with young acting talent from Ireland and the UK. Uh, people like um, Finn Cole from Animal Kingdom, uh, Dean Charles Chapman, who was in 1917, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who people would know from The Witch and The New Mutants, and um, Lola Pettigrew, who won our Bingham Rainier Talent Award last year, um, mm, as well brilliant. as loads more. Um, it's yeah, it's just a great. It, this film is brimming with uh, all that youthful energy. It, it's bouncing off the screen, and then in a completely different tack, we follow that up with Redemption of a Rogue, which uh, is a first feature film from the director Phil Doherty. Um, it was shot in Cavan. Great range of Irish locales in this year's lineup, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Um, and this one is a, a Blackley comic, uh, sort of almost biblical story. It tells a prodigal son story with uh, Aaron Monaghan from uh, Vikings, and who fans of Druid Productions would know as well, uh, in the lead role. Um, and he's really great in it as, a, like I said, a prodigal son who returns home to Cavan, uh, carrying his own noose um in his bag and uh it kind of goes from there i won't say anymore without spoiling it but it's it's a unique vision so definitely one to to check out and a fantastic uh a horror film uh later that night as well by the way for genre fans the curse of audrey earnshaw is a film that was produced by gianna isabella who was born here in galway emigrated to canada when she was younger and then when she uh, optioned the script for this film um she actually bought it to the marketplace here at the fla where she met the, the sales agent and distributor that came on board and helped them finance it. So this is one of those films that we love to show that we like to think had a bit of help from the Galway Film Fly along the way. Um, and it's definitely one to check out for fans of, um, you know, a cult uh, cinema or kind of elevated horror. You know, if you if you enjoyed like Hereditary or The Witch or any of those films, you'd definitely enjoy The Curse of Audrey Earnshaw. And of course, we, we have to say as well, the film fair is still taking place as normal. Again, it's just people pitching directly to finances, distributors and so on online. But great to see that turnaround of movies that can actually kind of it all happened from people being at the film flat. And that's why we would encourage people as well to join the conversation and be online. Use the hashtag film flat on the social media channels. Be part, become part of the film flat and the discussions throughout the week, because, again, it could open up networking opportunities for yourself. And then we're on to Sunday, Will. This is probably when you breathe a massive sigh of relief and you don't need to be taking Nurofen, <laughs> Panadol or anything after that. Again, more short films being screened and uh, more documentaries throughout the day. Uh, and then we're building up then to the, the big closing film, Arakt, which we'll get to shortly. But uh, a couple of interesting documentaries there as well. I mean, you have, you have sport in there as well. Yeah, I think probably a bit of my personal bias is showing through here in that I love to watch documentaries on a Sunday afternoon. So it's kind of packed mm-hmm. with them. Um, and yeah, Breaking Ice, fantastic sports doc. You know, even if the Sunday game doesn't play these days on a Sunday anymore, you can still get a bit of uh, uh, sporting enjoyment in there. This is all about the um, first Irish bobsleigh team that went to the Olympics uh, back in the Winter Olympics of 88. 
um, and how actually the Irish Olympic Committee subsequently kind of refused to recognize their entry into the Olympics. So there's, it's uh, it's a great sports story as well as a you know I, I suppose as all sports stocks are there's a there's a great struggle involved. Um, and a lot of ambition on display, both uh, by the, the contributors and their you know great quest to compete in the Olympics and by the filmmaker uh, telling their story. Uh, Jason Brannigan, um, terrific documentary from him. Um, and then later in the afternoon, one of our centerpiece films, um, Henry Glassy Fieldwork, is the latest one mm-hmm. from Pat Collins, you know, himself a former programmer at the FLA and director of features like Song of Granite, which we opened with two years back, um, as well as Silence, from a few years before that this is all about the folklorist henry glassy um he's well known in you know in academic circles he gave he actually lectured in nuig a few years well a good few years back at this point um he did a guest lecture and um pat you know does what what pat does is he kind of in his own individual style he he follows henry around and he he made this terrific really slow um meditative doc this is the kind of thing that you just want to like i said a sunday afternoon kind of sit on the couch and, and just immerse yourself in it. Um, you know, give yourself over to it and it'll reward you. It's a, it's, it's a piece of art is what it is really. And then as well, you know, uh, more great documentaries. Softy is a, a Kenyan documentary. It was the first Kenyan uh, documentary to play at the Sundance Film Festival uh, earlier this year wow. in January um, from a great new uh, Kenyan director, Sam Soko, who's also, he, he's, a, he's an activist over there. And the documentary actually follows the famous photojournalist Boniface uh, Softi Mwange, and it follows his attempt to run for office over there in Kenya to kind of root out a lot of the corruption um, that he was uh, acting as an activist uh, against, which is where he met the director, Sam Soko. So, yeah, I would definitely check out Softi and uh, Always Amber later that afternoon as well, which is a great new um, documentary following the lives of some trans teenagers um, in the process of transitioning um, in Sweden. Um, and we're actually uh, presenting that one uh, in cooperation with the Pride Inside Festival, which I think is a great initiative from uh, Galway Community Pride, along with Limerick Pride, Kerry Pride, and uh, a lot of the other uh, rural Pride festivals that have moved online this year. Excellent, excellent. Uh, and, th- and then we have the closing movie, which is based on the eve of the Great Famine in Ireland. Yeah, another fantastic Irish language feature. Um, it's, uh, the first feature from Tom Sullivan, who people would be familiar with from, again, he's, he's great short film work. Um, it's got a fantastic, uh, Irish speaking cast, Donal O'Haley, Dara Devaney, um, a fantastic debut performance from Sasha Quinn. Um, it makes fantastic use of the, the landscape here in the West, um, shot out in Connemara. You know, it's a piece of history. It's got a bit of a thriller element to it. It's um, got uh, great performances, like I mentioned. And I think it's one that, you know, it's it's so interesting that it follows so closely on the heels of Black 47, another big um, mm. production about the famine a few years back. But this is a completely different kind of uh, story and gives you a whole new, uh, you know, a whole different kind of uh, perspective on it. It's exciting to see our history um, mind to make such great uh, filmic content in this way, you know. Yeah, and it's great that tonight we open up with the eighth, which kind of explores Irish history o- over the last century or so. And then we c- go through so many different genres and events taking place, both in Ireland, you know, microcosms then of what's going on in America with like the documentary Sheriff. You get to see things taking place in Japan. You have that Kenya documentary Softy taking place. And then we kind of finish up with even looking back then on what r- has really defined Irish culture 
from what came out of uh, the Great Famine and how the country tried to reclaim its land and bring back its own identity and stuff like that. So I think there'd be plenty of talking, debating, discussing <laughs> going on throughout yeah, the week. It's so yeah. interesting. I Line hadn't up. thought about it like that until you just said it, how it kind of, you know, we open with modern history and we go all the way to closing with sort of, you know, ancient history or well, maybe not ancient history, but, you know, uh, older history on the closing night. It's an interesting little uh, vector that I hadn't considered there. So thanks for pointing that out. I'll use that. <laughs> <laughs> You're more than welcome to because I, I did promise you I'd only take up 10 minutes of your time this morning because I know you're busy getting ready for tonight's screen. Oh, no problem. It's great. Uh, it's more than 10 minutes, so my apologies, Will. But uh, thanks a million. Uh, I commend you and the team for not taking the easy option of just calling it a day and saying we'll come back to the table next year. You forged ahead. Without doubt, I'm sure it wasn't easy whatsoever to organize this all online virtually through Zoom meetings. But it's fantastic. I mean, it's fantastic for the filmmakers. It's fantastic for the audience. fantastic for Galway, a UNESCO city of film. Well done. Thank you for giving us another film flat this year. Oh, and having again, such Gary. a great lineup and selection. So I hope you enjoy it. I know we will, but I hope you get to enjoy the week as well. I will. I will. And, you know, uh, we've carried the load this far. And so now we're just here to share it with everyone. And um, yeah, I think they're going to enjoy it all as much as it. As the only person who's seen every single film in the lineup, I think. Um, <laughs> I hope people will take my word from it that, that uh, they're going to enjoy it. Excellent. Well, you haven't let us down over the last few years, so I'm sure they will. Uh, for people who want to see what movies are being screened, when they're being screened, uh, how to get tickets, all you have to do is go over to the website, galwayfilmfla.com. And it's very simple straightforward from there will fitzgerald programmer of the 32nd galway film flat thank you for joining us on just like in the movies thanks a million gary love doing it um we'll chat again soon i hope yeah absolutely thanks again will well that's it for this episode do join me tomorrow morning as lisa tracy and dave coyne will be in the hot seat to discuss the opening movies at this year's galway film flat take care bye-bye